Hello, listeners. Before diving into today's episode, I wanted to share a few ways you can go deeper with the ideas I talk about in this podcast and support my work. The first is my book, The Pathless Path, which many of you have probably already heard about, but if you haven't purchased it already, I really think you'll love it. The second is The Pathless Path Community, which I just opened up as a one-time pay-what-feels-right access fee. And in that group, you can meet hundreds of other people from around the world on unconventional paths like me. Finally, I'm working on a second book tentatively called Good Work, which is going to explore my deeper relationship with work and how that led to a lot of the transformations in my life. You can follow along in my newsletter, Pathless, which you can also find a link to that in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. Without further ado, let's dive into the show. Welcome to Reimagine Work, a podcast dedicated to questioning our modern conception of work and its role in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Millard, and I have conversations with philosophers, authors, creators, freelancers, and vagabonds who are trying to make sense of this question in their own lives. Join me while I try to navigate the emerging future of work. If you'd like to read more of my writing, explore this podcast, or find ways to work with me, you can go to think-boundless.com. Today's episode is the third in a series of podcasts with Michael Ashcroft, from deciding to leave his job, to quitting his job, to six months after leaving his job. And today's conversation is that third conversation. If you want to catch up on where we are in the series, just go back, scroll down in your podcast feed, and you should find the first two combined in one episode. You can also find them on YouTube if you want the visual flair of looking at me and Michael, and I'll link up to those in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. So we are back with Michael Ashcroft. This is round three of reflecting on taking the leap. So the first time we talked was almost a year ago. I think you were thinking about leaving your job. You had been experimenting with side side gigs. Uh, the second time we talked was about, um, what was it, nine months ago? It was a few months before you quit your job. And now we're talking yeah. six months after you took the leap. Um, so welcome back for round three. I'm excited to dig into this. Uh, I listened back to the past episodes. You said you did not. I'd love to just start with, um, six months before you quit, you described yourself. You said, I am an engagement manager at KPMG. I wanted to see how that felt for you now. That was, I said, who are you and what, what is your story? And that was your first uh, sentence. Yeah, you said, I, I am oh, I'm an engagement manager at KPMG. <laughs> oh, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> wow, okay. It's just, first of all, like, I wasn't hugely comfortable in that role. So the fact that I went straight in saying, I am my job title and organization um, is stronger than I thought I would have been but I guess yeah that that was still how I was defining myself in a way like sort of kind of based around work framings and all that stuff so it feels weird to think back on that now 
So the second part was that uh, you're a guy who works on climate change type things. Yeah, I now only do online courses and blog and uh, teach Alizana Technique and coaching and stuff. So that's a complete change as well. That feels weird. That's that's harder actually because that one was part of my story in a much bigger way. Um, like my identity was much more like, yeah, I work in low carbon innovation and that's my thing. And like letting go of that has been harder than the job I just had. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's backtrack a bit. What was it like uh, stepping away like that that final day at work and actually leaving? Because we talked only when you had quit and you still had two months uh, to work at the company. Uh, what was it like on that final day? Um, were you like more than ready to walk out of there? I was I was pretty done, um, partly because we have three month notice periods here in the UK, so it's quite common. So like three months is a long time. Um, it doesn't get easier. Uh, I've done it three times. Um, to be honest, it was a bit anti um, climatic because because of COVID, like we'd been home the entire time anyway. So like the transition was like someone came to pick up my laptop and like take it away, <laughs> and that was it. Right? There wasn't there wasn't a sense of um, Please forgive the doorbell if you can hear it. It's still working from home. Um, there wasn't a sense of like goodbye speech that I've had in other places or drinks or any kind of closure. It was just like, all right, close the laptop. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then it took me a few weeks to kind of settle into, oh, actually, I don't have a job now. That that weirdly, I would think I would have preferred some kind of like hard boundary of like here's a, a ritual or something around leaving, but that didn't happen. So I had to kind of make my own. Yeah, when I left, it was you're at the office one day, and then my first day off was a Friday, so it was Friday, and it was just home, and I just like I felt like I was in the void. Um, so, what were those first two weeks like for you? I remember trying to like trying to do relaxation almost, or trying to do having fun. So, like, I remember one of the first things I did was like download um, Civilization Six, the video game. I'm just like, I'm going to have fun now. I'm going to play video games. <laughs> and I found it so difficult because partly because I think I chose the wrong game. I chose like one of the most strategic, long-term thinking type intellectual games I could have. Like, that's just what I just left and quit. I don't want to do strategy again on a game. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I must like log my experience. I must take selfies to see how much my face relaxes. I'll try and play. I'll like do all the, I've left my work thing, but it didn't really work out that well. It was just like I was in kind of a weird no man's land between still feeling employed and like I had to fill the day with stuff and actually letting go almost. So a year ago, you said uh, at age 30, you had a burnout experience. And then after that, you returned to work and you worked for a couple of years, uh, but you always felt like you were at 75%. And because of that, you always felt like uh, you never were really going full out. And one of your fears you shared with taking this leap was that you may never overcome that. Uh, what's your journey with that, Ben, uh, over the last year? Yeah, it's a good one because I can still kind of feel that thing there a little bit. And I think it will go away now. Um, I, I framed it in the sense of if you want to recover, you can't start from here, where here is being in the, in the job, because there needs to be a complete off period, I think, and then return to whatever the new state will look like. I've been very intentionally not hitting um, the, the gas pedal, so to speak. Um, 
Like I have the course I've built. I have all kinds of stuff I could be doing. Um, I could be going like, okay, scale, 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 grow, like whatever. But I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm very intentionally having very open days and seeing what comes up. That's now getting a bit boring, honestly. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm naturally inclined to do more things, um, but I'm still only working like 15, 20 hours a week ultimately, um, and dealing with what that what that looks like ultimately as well. Nice. So, so really, only fifteen to twenty per week these days. Well, okay. This is the tricky thing about being self-employed is that there's no there's no boundary. Um, so, like, if I if I take away all the what I would call dicking about, like kind of scrolling through social media or like pseudo working or like just sitting there looking like I'm working, then I'm not really getting that much focus time done. Um, that's something to, to deal with, I think, at the same time. Um, there is an issue where like everything I could be doing anytime could be work, like reading any book, taking any like journaling exercise could be a blog post or whatever. So like, it's, that's a weird thing. Um, I don't really count hanging out in my community forum as work. If I go in there for five minutes every day, like that is work technically, but it doesn't really feel like it. So actually it's really difficult to say how much I'm working or not working, but my, like the feeling of it compared to a working week at KPMG is like, it's way, way less felt sense of work at least. Yeah. What, how is your relationship to when you work changed? Do you think of Monday through Friday as the work week still? So a little bit, um, only because my girlfriend works the same, like normal working hours and I prefer to align my free time with hers. Um, otherwise it's kind of silly. Um, it's like, yeah, she's free, but I'm, yeah, now I'm working. It doesn't work. Um, but beyond that, there's really nothing that makes any day different from other days apart from like calls I happen to have, <laughs> for example. Um, so if it weren't for like living with her, actually, I probably would just find every day to be the same. There's no sense of what days are working days or not. I'd work into the nights and stuff just because I can. So I don't think that's a good thing, but I definitely could do that if I wanted to. You said kind of your fears when you were thinking about this leap or just a general fear of being afraid that things won't work. And the second one was that you'll get what you want and then you may not actually want it. So what have you discovered in these first six months? Is mm. this a 10-year journey you're on? Is it something you're really not sure what it looks like or uh, something else? My sense is that this is a long-term journey now. I, I don't regret my move at all. It's been successful in the sense that I built something that people want to buy and they're buying it. Um, I'm enjoying the lifestyle and I'm looking forward to doing it more so when restrictions lift from COVID. So traveling a bit and doing a site, not full nomadic lifestyle, but at least having a year or two of just kind of getting away from current lifestyle and then coming back to it perhaps. But I'm not doing this with the sense that, oh, I'll get a job again one day. I planned for this to be a forever thing unless I just I have different preferences or something cool comes up or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't do that. But what I actually have realized is quite interesting. Is particularly in the course creation world, is let's say that I do go back to work and at the same time build a course that is moderately successful. I can still generate a bunch of money from that and take a different kind of job because of that, and that's huge. It means I don't have to go back to the same kind of job. I can get a more fun, lower paid, better location, whatever kind of job and supplement my my income with this course that I've built in my time off. So I kind of, I viewed it as a, 
a win-win or a kind of a very low regrets pathway if I were to even be mildly successful at this, not successful enough to, to stay out of work. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a really helpful reframe that has turned out to be true, I think. What are some of the most surprising things you've realized? What's interesting is that my, I guess my baseline happiness hasn't really changed, or at least that the felt experience inside each day. Um, I remember that I had huge anxiety and stress and just like aversion back when I was in the, the job. And if I contrast my days now, that's absent, right? There's a new kind of anxiety of like, okay, I need to make money. I need to like, what the hell am I doing? And I, I have no experience in doing what I'm doing. What the hell do I think I'm doing? Kind of narrative, but welcome, <laughs> welcome to <laughs> that's the path. okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's fine. So it's, it's more like it didn't measurably make me much happier, but it just took away a bunch of bad things and gave me scope to like to play around. I think I need to, or what this has shown is that taking stuff out of life doesn't automatically add new stuff. Um, and it's the addition of new stuff that I need to be intentional about that will bring me the, the fulfillment I want. But you need to make space for that in the first place, not just space for the new stuff, but sp space to think about what that new stuff might even look like. So base level happiness is similar, but there's a certain uh, mm. kind of resistance or anxiety that has disappeared and that space is mm. uh, clearing up more yeah. room to think. Exactly. Yeah, I never, I never wake up and go like, ugh, and I never dread Sunday evenings or like, oh, I wish the weekend were longer. Like, it's Monday morning now, and my Monday looks very much like my Sunday did. Right? I'm talking to you and some friends, <laughs> um, and like, yeah, it's all very similar. Um, so I guess what that does actually illustrate is that the quality of my life and my 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 own internal state, if you like, um, is um, is like on me in some sense it's my fault <laughs> if it goes well or not i can no longer blame uh there's no boss to point at saying it's his fault that i'm having a bad day right no it's it's, it's just my fault <laughs> I, I i don't know how to plan my tasks I, i'm not good at focusing or whatever it is it's all on me now so that's a whole different kind of thing to deal with yeah there's there's power in that i think that overwhelms some people i like it mostly because I spend zero minutes a year looking for excuses or explaining mm. or trying to like analyze situation. It's so easy to get caught up in that company because mm. there's so much drama and gossip and stories <laughs> at all times. That's one thing I'm changing. Actually, I think being frank with myself, I did have a little bit of a, I don't want to say a victim thing going on, but I was too easy to say like, Oh, these external circumstances, look at, look at these reasons why I'm unhappy or, I had a bad day because of this thing at work, which, you know, to one extent is, is a fair thing to say. To another extent, it's, like, it's not helpful and it, it's something I don't want to carry on with me. I, I have much more power now and I want to learn how to use, how to wield that power in a constructive way rather than get stuck in the old mode. Yeah, it's a, it's a yes and, right? It's mm. this situation is harmful for me, but... Yeah. Um, I'm also opting into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So exactly. I'm giving consent to complain almost. Yeah. So when you three months before you quit or two or three months, uh, you said your prediction about your leap was I can survive. And once I've let go of the job situation, I have a suspicion that a whole bunch of energy will get unlocked. It mm. will be that stuff that shapes my life going forward. 
um, like that energy and that emergent. Um, are you starting to experience that? I'm starting to, and that's one of my biggest takeaways is just how long that's taken. Like it, like I was kind of pointing to like, I was expecting, okay, one week in, two weeks in, one month in, like, oh, have the energy. And like, hang on. No, I was actually exhausted and like just disinterested for six months. <laughs> and I'm like, now going like, oh, actually, okay, let's go and do some cool stuff. Um, I really underestimated how long that would take. Yeah. I think we were talking last week. Uh, I said for me, it was seven to eight months for the like positive energy started emerging. Um, but yeah, it, it takes different amounts of time for different people, I think. And I wouldn't say I'm there yet. I think if you were to ask me again in six months, we're like, no, actually, yeah, I wasn't really there yet. They're six months in, probably takes even longer. Um, there is a confound with COVID. It's just, it's been difficult to live a life outside of that frame. But yeah, it's, it is interesting how long it took to let all the kind of the processes unwind themselves. I didn't even know were there. Um, like I think it took about three or four months before I felt okay having a day doing nothing. And I stopped kind of beating myself up for like, oh, this was an unproductive day. Like now I'm just like, okay, well that happened. No one doesn't matter, right? It literally doesn't matter. Unless I have a goal I'm not moving towards, which I don't really didn't have that many goals to move towards. It's fine. <laughs> so just becoming okay with that it's fine has been a big thing. And now I don't beat myself up that much. How does it feel being a eligible person in a wage-based world where people define themselves through a job? That's hard, actually. Um, I think I've been sheltered from that slightly because, again, because I've been at home so much, I don't really meet people from the outside world that much, uh, new people. Um, so on, on Twitter and these communities, it's like, it's normal to be weird. Um, but when I occasionally meet someone, they say, so what do you do? And... I don't want to explain what Alizan technique is in that kind of 10 second interaction. I, I do not want to go there. Um, so I might say I make online courses, I'm an online educator, or I work in what that kind of online marketing, maybe. I might say I'm a YouTuber. I might say I'm a writer. Like it's, all of these things are technically true, but none of them really fit. Um, I think that's fine though. I'd rather, I'd rather have like a long list of that kind of fits than one thing that feels overly tight, like the, I'm an engagement manager, KPMG. How legible is that? And I'm dying inside. That's, <laughs> that's not something I want. Have you uh, started to put just more importance on making other like, friends like me and what that means for your longer term journey? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, when I first started out, I was still in the like, hey, let's do a one or let's do like intro Zoom call and then leave it there. And I think now I've got like, five recurring hey let's just chat once a week once a month and let's get to know each other and like i feel like the friend thing is now beginning to actually make sense um i think because in the past i just didn't have that much time to do calls i didn't have that much like flexibility to do them when people were around and that kind of thing and like the stuff i was doing wasn't interesting to them either whereas now i can relate to people much more easily um but yeah it's it's nice to find people who understand who are on the same pathless path um and be able to just like you get it cool i don't need to explain all this stuff i'm feeling because like i can just point to it like yeah that thing cool i get it yeah been there <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah you're going through that stage now okay yeah you, you'll be okay in a couple yeah. months it's, <laughs> exactly. it sucks right now but uh yeah um good yeah so um what what's next like what is maybe we'll keep doing these every year until we're uh 80 mm. 
that'd be awesome actually it'd be a great thing to look back on i think what's next is to get my course to a place where i'm happy just like it's done not done but like it's sufficiently finished so i can release it and you know whatever um but beyond that, I would like to start to leave the country a bit and <laughs> just exp- go, go other places, live a bit of life um, and not. So I have a, basically it's a fork in my road. I could either really push hard and grow the things I'm growing or I could be like, look, I have decades for this. Um, I'm not going to um, cram my life full of work. One day I might. One day I might think, OK, as a startup here, I'm going to scale. It, I'm going to do the thing. But right now I'm not in that space. So the path I'm taking is going to be like, okay, see what comes up like space um, and keep working on my stuff in the background and just see what serendipities come up. So course, some coaching, writing, reading um, YouTube videos, fun as much as I can. Basically. Were you surprised at any of the things you said? I'm not surprised. Um, Like I'm not that far away from him that he's alien to me. Um, It's, it's a bit jarring, I guess, simulating him in my head again. Um, I think one of my experiences now is that I'm sufficiently far out that I feel like a different person, but I'm still close enough that I can I remember what it was like. Um, so not surprised, but like saddened by the, the I am an engagement manager. Like that, that was like, okay, <laughs> there's more to you than that. <laughs> I want to hug your former self. <laughs> exactly. It's like, don't worry, it'll be okay. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, what what advice would you give uh, to somebody at your stage, um, or even right before they're about to take the leap? So, like me of a year ago, you mean? Yeah, I mean it could be somebody that's about to quit their job, or somebody that's mm-hmm. at, at the early stages of just quitting. So, I, I guess the all the common sense stuff, like they'll probably have enough money in a plan of what to do, is all kind of assumed. Um, so I would say don't rush straight into something new. Um, really allow for the time required to decompress and for other stuff to come up that you might not expect. Because the person that you are, I was when when quitting, is fundamentally not the person who has the insights. That, you know, there's, there's a, a transformation process of becoming someone new who isn't defined by the job. And then that person has the ideas for where to go next. You don't want to be deciding where to go next while you're still in the job frame, right? Because you can't possibly see what is open to you at that point. I love that. Yeah, it's you can't have a five-year plan because the six months from now version is going to be a lot smarter. So let's just wait and see what yeah. he comes up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just just wait. Just like your your your, your goal is to get to him rather than to figure out what he'll be doing in five years time almost talking to myself awesome well thank you for uh, checking in uh we will add this and uh, hopefully people find this valuable sounds good now thank you for thank you for inviting me back on and thank you for suggesting that we do this a year ago it's been it's been really fun to watch it progress Thanks for listening to the episode. I really appreciate the support and especially always love when people reach out letting me know what they think about the specific episodes. If you want to go deeper into Pathless Path World, you can, of course, check out my book. It's sold 
it's going to hit 50,000 soon. I think by the time you're hearing this, it will probably have already sold 50,000, which is mind blowing. But I continue all the support of people that buy and share the book. If you want to meet others on Pathless Paths, I have a community, which you can find at pathlesspath.com slash membership. And you can join and meet hundreds of others around the world trying to make sense of weird paths and meeting others along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a good day.